0: What up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. As well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. Time's just flying by. It always rolls like that in the summer. But uh, happy to be in Montana for the summer and uh, happy to be to Montana at any time. Mr. Thing in the first hour of the show, fun first hour, a lot of recruiting news and also track and field, Olympic style, which is I which is one of the things I love the most. Caden Hewitt committed to the University of Montana earlier this morning. Caden will join me here on Nuanas now tomorrow. He's a six foot four quarterback, a three star recruit out of hell and a high. I've seen the kid live in person twice. He's an impressive athlete. He's, he's very athletic. He's got a very good arm, and uh, he moves well in the pocket and outside the pocket. And uh, more importantly, though, a lot of times the first domino that is one of the best in state recruits, where he goes, leads the way for a lot of the other in state recruits. So impactful. For the Grizzlies, to say the least. We also talked to Sam Alford, a three star wide receiver from Park City, Utah. His brother Eli Alford is a defensive tackle for the Grizzlies currently. And Sam Alford, he committed a couple weeks back when he was up here in Missoula uh, for individual camps. We caught up with Sam. And we also featured Sadie Henderson. She's a Corvallis High School product, ran her collegiate track at Boise State and San Francisco. Most recently competed in the United States Olympic track and field trials. Fell just short in the 800 meters. But she will continue to pursue her both professional and Olympic dreams. We also touched on the Hero Sports Top 25 poll as well. If you want to find anything from the uh, show so far, you can find it in the podcast, which is available on all your various podcast hosting platforms. Please rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. Five stars, absolutely preferred. And the podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, The Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and SportsBet Montana. Time now to go to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. You want to be involved in this show? Well, this phone line's going to be tied up for a minute, but you can text us, 406-888-1029. And uh, I'm looking forward to this, as I always do, because she's one of my favorite guests, but I'm also very apprehensive because it's her first appearance live on Nuanas Now, so we have no editing abilities right now. So, Carolyn, behave yourself, but it is time now for a chick who doesn't know sports with our good friend Carolyn. What's going on? How you doing?
1: Well, I'm very nervous that I'm going to swear, but I'm going to do my best. <laughs> I promise Keep you, it together.
0: as much as you think you might have a um, a surly mouth, there's many guests that come on this show that swear so much more than you in their normal uh, way of talking that I think you're going right. to be just fine.
1: Okay. Fingers crossed. Um, how are you?
0: I am doing phenomenal. It's... Uh, you know, not quite as hot. I got my AC unit installed last night, so that's good. That saved me. I actually got some sleep last night, so I'm living pretty well. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thanks for letting me call in. I could not bear to drive down reserve again today.
0: Uh, it was it was quite a deal. I I was uh, I left with 40 minutes of cushion to get over here. I was uh, out toward Lolo, and I was coming in hot. It, it is traffic central out there for sure, so we appreciate yeah. you joining us. What's going on in the world of sports that you claim to know nothing about?
1: Well... I got to talk about the Olympics. So before I get to the real juicy stories, I want to talk about Shakaris Richardson. Wait, what's her name? Shakaris Shikari. Richardson. Shakari Richardson. Shakari. Yeah. Sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. So I'm sure, well, last week we touched on, or the week before, the fact that she ran um, her mother, she just found her mother passed away. She ran her little booty off and made it to the Olympic team and just was just a bright sunshine during her interviews and just adorable. And then we found out that she had eaten an edible and had THC in her system.
0: Yeah. It uh, covered this it was well, we we we've talked about it briefly we uh, the most impactful news of this week because she actually failed her drug test last week which then disqualified her mm-hmm. uh, after she ran what was the best time in the world in the 100 meter dash she was disqualified from that event but her suspension actually only lasts 30 days the big news though was she was still she still had a possibility to be on team USA heading to the Olympics because she could have been added By choice, by the coaches, as a member of either of the relay teams, specifically the sprint relay team, well, they decided to not have her on the team. So now this means that one of the shining stars in all of United States track and field will not be participating in the Olympics. I just find it absolutely outrageous um, for a a very minor and non-performance-enhancing failed drug test. But uh, here nor there, it is uh, striking that the the fastest sprinter in women's track will not be in Tokyo this year.
1: Do you think they left her off the team as like a, you know, to make a point or what do you think that's about?
0: Well, I think that, well, how do we, how do we be as careful as possible here without offending anybody? I, I think that the use of cannabis has become very normalized uh, throughout the, uh, our, our society, particularly even in the sporting world. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that I think that it's not necessarily a punishment because of some referendum on the actual substance. I think it's more a punishment. It's like they say in the NFL combine when when guys are going to try out for the NFL at the combine, the drug test is not a drug test. It's a stupidity test. Uh, did, did you use when you knew you had a drug test on a specific date? That's the most striking right. part about this is that she. Well, I don't think that failing a drug test for for marijuana is that big of a deal. It's not a performance enhancing drug for a sprint. There's a million different things you could take that wouldn't would impact positively your performance. That's not one of them. But I, I think that they are punishing her because you should just know better. You should just know that you need right. to. You, you should just know you need to be clean to uh, during this time. I mean, you're about to go to the Olympics.
1: I mean, here's my thing. If you can run that fast high, you deserve a gold medal. <laughs> I would be asleep or at, at Taco Bell. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. Well, you know uh, here nor there, I think that there's there's a lot of layers to this though because this to me, and I've, I've been talking with you, Carolyn, about this as well as on the show pretty frequently that I think that First of all, this last week, uh, Sports Illustrated had an awesome article about the WNBA. The WNBA is celebrating its 25th anniversary. The WNBA has made almost no momentum, momentum in the world of American sporting fandom, despite the fact that women's sports have risen so much in the last 25 years. The whole hook of this article, which was written by Kate Fagan, who, by the way, an outstanding journalist who preceded me in my job in Ellensburg, so somebody I actually know personally. Now, she's now writing at Sports Illustrated, so very cool for her. Uh, But regardless, her whole hook was twofold. All the marketing um, opportunities that the WNBA has missed, but also this egregious misperception, especially among male sporting fans, that the WNBA... It just isn't fun to watch because they can't dunk or whatever. I could put together five guys that could beat a WNBA team. First of all, that's asinine. That's absolutely false. There is no person out there that could put together a, a team of, you know, rec center men that could go play against WNBA right. teams. You would get killed. Like, you would, you would get killed so much uh, harder than you ever could ever imagine. But regardless, I've been talking, though, about – Missed opportunities when it comes to marketing of individual women's athletes. We've seen great marketing efforts for young tennis stars. We've seen great marketing efforts for some of the Olympic darlings, particularly in uh, gymnastics as well as uh, sometimes in, in swimming. But the number one place where I think that um, marketing avenues are being missed is in women's track and field. And I think Shakari Richardson could have absolutely been the next darling. I mean, she's got the hair, the nails, the look. She's yeah. got this great story with this tragedy that happened with her mom. She's got great personality. Yeah. She's young. She's 21 years old. And so that's the biggest angle to me of this is you know, she's only 21, so she's going to be back in the fold for at least one more Olympics uh, f- four years down the road. Unfortunately, she's going to have to wait. But to me, it's, it's the missed exposure here because she could have been the next Flores Griffith Joyner, the next Jackie Joyner-Kersey, the next uh, a darling of the Olympic track and field team. And that's the part I think is disappointing about this most.
1: Well, speaking of marketing, here's my plan for her. I think that she should, you know, become the face of legal marijuana. And, you know, she could be like a really great CBD, something like that. And, you know, just forget running. Well, just get... Get the money from the the green, get the green from the green.
0: Unfortunately, we're not here to debate uh, all the business opportunities <laughs> of, of uh, medical marijuana. All right, fine. But uh, I do believe that it's a two, it is a very uh, compelling scenario because on one hand, I do I do think that what she did was not that big of a deal, but on the other hand, I do think that you should abide by the rules as they are because you know right. exactly when the testing might be. So, regardless, I'm very excited for the uh, Olympics. It's a bummer that Shakira Richardson will not be participating for Team USA, but there are another uh, a whole collection of great. Athletes, both male and female, will participate in the Olympics. All right, Carolyn, the so Chicken Doesn't yeah. Know Sports uh, here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN, Missoula. What else you got, Carolyn?
1: All right, so while we're on the subject of Olympics, I don't know if you know the juiciest stories about the Olympics, which, I mean, they should really do a documentary or like a movie about this, but it's the Olympic Village. It is popping. <laughs> oh it is popping.
0: Here we go. This is this. We are already now all the way down the rabbit hole. All right, Carolyn, let's behave yeah. ourselves oh, yeah. here. But uh, I will w- try. I will say I'll actually send you two links after the show is over. Uh, I, I think you. I think you. <laughs> well, I your TMZ loving self will love these two stories more than anything. One is a story all about the Olympic Village at the end of the last Olympics, and the other story is all about uh, date online dating and NBA players. You'll find both phenomenal.
1: Okay, well, speaking of online dating, so I'll just segue into that. At the 2012 Olympic Games in London, Grindr crashed because they were, like, working the apps so hard. I guess the dating apps have taken over the Olympic Village. So it'll be like, you know, Ryan Lochte, swimmer, three, a mile away or whatever, swipe right. So apparently, (laughs) you know, that's just the thing. So there's no reporters or parents allowed at the Olympic village. So imagine being like 18 or 19 and you have been just behaving yourself for the last however many years, so disciplined. And then you're surrounded by all these beautiful athletes.
0: It's, it would just, it just goes off. Have you, you have HBO, right? Yes. Have you watched the weight of gold? No, you should. It's about Olympic sports like swimming, Or gymnastics where like in track and field, for example, you have to train really hard. You have to train daily. You have to take care of your body daily. But the amount of training you can realistically do is it's finite because if you train for 12 hours a day, every day in track and field, it's not beneficial to you. You will just be worn out. You won't be able to peak when you need to. You'll just you'll just be totally fatigued. You won't have an ability to actually perform at your best. Whereas Michael Phelps, he really could swim in the pool for 10 to 12 hours a day. These gymnasts, they really do. I mean, Simone Biles really is putting eight to 10 hours oh, yeah. of practice in every single day. So you talk about the the non-normal that you live. The weight of gold is all about how people like Michael Phelps, people like Simone Biles, how they are at, on one hand some of the most gifted people in our society, some of the most singular-minded, driven, and talented people in our society, yet. When the Olympics is over, when when Michael Phelps isn't chasing gold medals anymore, what his life yeah. then becomes? Because Michael Phelps, he wasn't going out and hanging out with anybody. He's not. He's doing nothing but eating, swimming, and sleeping for the to the tune of four straight Olympics. And so he's totally socially yeah. awkward. He has very little life skills. So that's the, where I'm getting at. Though with the Olympic Village is. It's even accentuated even more because not only have you been behaving yourself not only are you surrounded by a bunch of other young elite fit beautiful people, but you also you likely also have hardly anybody you can actually relate to of your own age and so it's just like this gigantic love fest It's not even about uh, any of the other extracurricular activities. I think that these these kids just fall into actually finding other people that have gone through the same experience they've gone through.
1: Well, and they're probably kind of, well, I can't say it on the air, but listen, Tokyo plans to give out 150,000 forms of protection (laughs) to participants, but they have told them they have to take them home, like a goodie bag, because of COVID. (laughs) Oh, God. So um, there's no spectators allowed and no, you know, mass dining. You have to sit alone and eat. So, but they're getting little goodie bags uh, just in case, I guess. Um there's a lot of really funny information online that I cannot repeat on the radio. Well, thank you for that. So Feels the need to google it. Um but I guess there's a saying that is what happens at the Olympics stays at the Olympics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great. We've already we're already advocating for uh potential gold medalists <laughs> as medical marijuana advocates and now we're talking about uh the intimate lives of potential athletes. Carolyn, the check it I'm those, keeping it real. You are keeping it real. It's, I mean, it is a it is a fascinating element. The the sexual part about it aside, it is a fascinating element because it really is. Like the dynamic of Olympic athletes, they have such this singular pursuit. And so they really don't they're not around people that they can relate to. Until they make right. the Olympic team, and oftentimes, you don't even make the Olympic team until a couple months before you go to the Olympics. So, uh, it is fascinating. Yeah. Our resident chick who doesn't know sports, Carolyn, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana television. Broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, trucks, trucks, and more trucks. They boast the largest inventory in the entire Pacific Northwest Head on down to the corner of Stevens and Mount to check them out, or you can go to nwmsrocks.com. Carolyn, what else you got?
1: All right, just one last little thing. Aaron Rodgers is still not saying if he's going to play with the Packers. He has skipped all offseason workouts, which I just think is – this just reminds me of James Harden when he was trying to get traded, and it annoys me.
0: Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers made time to come golf in Big Sky earlier this week.
1: He sure did with my nemesis, Tom Brady. <laughs>
0: well, against your nemesis, Tom um, Brady, rather. But at least he, he put, well, it was Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. So uh, A. Rodgers actually going against your nemesis and A. Rodgers came out with the win. Who annoys you more, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers?
1: Tom Brady for sure. Um, I'm annoyed <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers because I really bugs me when these athletes just, diss their responsibilities that they're, you know, being paid for as a team member. Like, still show up to your workouts. You're still part of the team until you're not. Do the right thing. It annoy. It just, I, I think it sets a really bad example for our youth.
0: <laughs> well, you're not wrong. You're certainly not wrong. Uh, I think that if you reach the level of being elite like Aaron Rodgers, to say that he's, you know, sitting on the couch watching Game of Thrones slamming Coca-Cola and eating Cheetos. I don't think that's happening. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably taking care of himself, his body, his mind, all those things. But I totally agree with you though. When you are it's it's one thing to not show up to to voluntary or mandatory workouts, but it's another thing to not only do it but do it blatantly and blasted all over the media and I just I'm so interested to see what his what's the reception like if and when he does go back to Green Bay are they even gonna let him in the locker room because I I totally agree with you There there is some justification to these things sometimes this one is just him being a drama queen and uh, I just wonder are they even gonna let him come back and be their leader if he doesn't figure this thing out
1: Well, that's just it. It's like, you know, you can want to be traded or want to leave or or not want to leave and be negotiating your contract, but you still are a part of a team until you're not. And I just think, what are his teammates thinking? Like, are they like, this guy's a jerk? Or are they like, you know, it just just bothers me. I just don't think it's a very good um, way to work your life, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the issue it's it's just like the the phenomenon we were just talking about the i think that to become an elite athlete it teaches you so much about life but the best the people that perform the best in life after sports are the people that are good and even great but experience massive failures have to be knocked back down and maybe don't reach the highest level because if you reach the level where I mean, Aaron Rodgers got paid $50 million up front when he, paid, when he signed that last contract. Now, all of a sudden, you already have this gigantic divide between yourself and your teammates. I mean, right. that's, I mean, everybody thinks that all the guys in the NFL are millionaires. No, there's about six millionaires on each team, and the other 47 right. guys are making league minimum, which is still a good living, don't get me wrong. But it is not like making 25 $30, 40000000 million a year like Aaron Rodgers. And so I just think that these guys get completely disconnected from reality all the way across the board. And so, you know, it is a bad example for our youth. But also, I just don't think that, I mean, truly, here's my here's my true personal opinion. I don't think professional athletes should be examples for our youth, period. Because <laughs> the, the chances of you reaching that level are, are almost zero. And so you can right. deify them and think of them as heroes. But modeling your life's path after them is almost certainly going to lead to uh, disappointment i would advocate for for parents to encourage their kids to go after the college athletes at the mid-major level that have life plans after sports are done and and idolize those men and women because i think those are the ones that actually have the more realistic example but i digress uh carolyn i'm glad that you brought up aaron Rodgers because he is he's being uh, very very dramatic and it is very very annoying
1: I'm curious, too, what the Packers fans think of this. Like, if he ends up staying, are they going to be happy, or are they going to be like, you know, this guy stinks. I don't. We don't want him here anymore.
0: Well, as you know, our resident um, owner here at Missoula <laughs> Broadcasting Company is among the biggest Green Bay Packers fans on this planet, on planet Earth. That is that is for certain. If you go in her office, right. you will understand. <laughs> yeah, So it's very
1: uh, hard for me to walk in there.
0: I know it is. As a Bears fan, I know it is. But, yeah. Um, I know that she is very um, unenamored with Aaron Rodgers. She's over it. She wants him to go home, okay. go away, whatever. I do think, though, the Packers have such a unique situation. Packers fans have such a unique situation. Because you, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP of the NFL last year. So even if he is annoying you, you never want the best player in the league to leave your franchise And the other, it's all shrouded in mystery because Jordan Love, the guy who they drafted a couple years ago that made Aaron Rodgers so mad, which started this whole surly temper tantrum that's lasted for two years, Jordan Love, nobody knows what he's going to be. He could be great. He could be terrible. Nobody knows. And so uh, I think that there's a certain amount of animosity. I think that Packers fans might verbally say, we're over a Rodgers' antics. But if he was actually traded, I think people would really uh, hesitate because how are you really going to do better than one of the greatest of all time?
1: But what if he stays? Do you think they'll be, like, booing him? Or like, that's what I'm curious about. If he's I, staying, will they be, like...
0: I think that they'll boo him for about uh, one quarter worth of football. And, until and, they win. And then when he throws three touchdowns in the second half and leads them to victory, I think they'll be just fine.
1: Okay. Well, sa- we'll see.
0: We'll- the, the The truest and also saddest truth of the NFL is that it really doesn't matter what you act like. It really doesn't matter what you do. If you can play... People will cheer you on, people will root you on, people will bet on you, and NFL teams will employ you. It really does not matter your personal conduct, your uh, personality. I mean, look at Tom Brady. He's had an abrasive, unappealing personality for 20 freaking years, and he's the winningest quarterback in the history of the NFL. So if you can play, we'll find a spot for you. Well, good
1: luck, Aaron.
0: Carolyn, I'm so proud of you. You did not get us kicked off the air. You treaded the line for a good 20 straight minutes, but then we brought it all the way back around to uh, your wheelhouse, hating on Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And uh, <laughs> thanks so much for calling in live. This was very fun. I hope your dogs enjoyed their appearance on Nuana's now as well. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It's okay. It's all part of the shtick. <laughs> we love it. This is a live radio show. It makes it very authentic. It's a chicken doesn't know sports <laughs> with our good friend Carolyn. We'll do it again next week. We're doing them on Thursdays now that it's summertime. But Carolyn, enjoy yourself. I hope you have some fun weekend plans, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. Have a
1: good night.
0: Man, that made me nervous, but she's definitely funny. And uh, a lot of adequate points there as well. (laughs) So, um, appreciate, Carolyn, for swinging by on Nuanas. now. We have a lot to get to still in this show. No more guests. Thanks to all of our guests for calling in and joining us. But uh, a couple different things to talk about. A recently anointed Montana Gatorade track and field athlete of the year. A discussion about the erosion of some of the guys that seemed like they were beating Father Time for a very long time, some impressions about what I've been watching at my house with no internet and no television, <laughs> and some thoughts on the NBA Finals as well. A lot to get to here still on Nuanas Now, so keep it right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SABX Montana Television. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. It's Nuana's Now, the one-stop shop for all things sports each and every weekday across the great state of Montana. Right here on 102.90 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. We got our studio all looking nice. Northwest Motorsports sign. We got these new mic stands. Appreciate Northwest Motorsport for being the official studio sponsor of Nuanez Now. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. ton to get to here in the last 16, 17 minutes or so. Uh, Later on tonight, we will have the Missoula Paddleheads action against the uh, Ogden Raptors. I don't really even know how to analyze this because it's truly something I've never seen before. As of last night, the Missoula Paddleheads and the Ogden Raptors have played each other 10 times in their last 16 games. The uh, Raptors came out on top last night, at a 14-5 to 5 win. So that means in those 10 matchups, it's Missoula 6, Ogden 4. But it's the way that this schedule's working. I'm glad they're making it work. You know, I criticize the scheduling, especially in the Big Sky Conference, quite a bit. I don't really have a better solution besides uh, reducing the number of teams in the Big Sky. But as far as the Pioneer League goes, I'm just glad they're making it work. Because there was a chance we weren't going to have minor league baseball in this neck of the woods for a while with the the cutting of so many of the lower levels of minor league baseball. But the fact that the Paddleheads, the Raptors, and everybody else in the Pioneer League were able to rebrand as an independent league team... It's worked out well. Uh, this independent league format's good. Uh, the fact that they have to do these sometimes six in a row against the same teams—it's not ideal, but I think it also makes for entertaining baseball because these teams figure each other out quite a bit. I mean, the hitting in this league this year—I never see anything like it. I mean, these are football scores every single night. I mean, the 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 paddleheads are hitting 320 as a team. So, uh, you're t- if you want offense get out of Major League Baseball. They're not giving you any offense compared to the Pioneer League, but it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. That's all to say that 7.05 tonight, uh, first pitch from Ogden, Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Pallets, will have your call here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. So we want to see if the Pallets can bounce back and they keep on battling with the best team from the Pioneer League South, tune in to 1029 ESPN Missoula. Several different things to get to here as we continue on this wonderful Thursday afternoon. Noah Borchard, who joined us here on Nuanas Now yesterday as part of our Senior Spotlight series. By the way, Senior Spotlight, I told you this, last summer we highlighted half a dozen of the best female, half a dozen of the best male high school athletes in the state of Montana. This idea originated because so many of the great seniors, especially the spring sports seniors last year, lost their senior seasons or had their senior seasons impacted. So we wanted to highlight their accomplishments, give them a positive send off. Many of them went on to the college ranks, which was uh, good. It wasn't just an abrupt ending, but many didn't as well. But we wanted to highlight those. Well, there were so many great seniors this year that we're actually doing more senior spotlights than I maybe initially planned. We've been doing a couple a week. It usually was a once a week thing. We've been doing a couple a week. Uh, I'm impressed with all these kids in terms of their interview skills, first and foremost. But there's just, there was a lot of elite athletes in the state of Montana this year. I think there's a lot of pent up energy as well for all these kids that were great when they were juniors, didn't get to compete when they were juniors, and then sort of, especially in track and field, had this uh, showcase to sort of uh, have this outburst and have all these great um, performances. Well, Noah Borchard was one of those kids. He's a senior at Huntley Project, recently graduated. He had top three marks in the entire state of Montana, all class, in the 110 hurdles, the long jump the triple jump, he had the 16th best high jump in the country and also is a competitive javelin thrower. Well, on the first days of the Class B state championship uh, meets, he um, was really good and ended up winning the high jump and also the javelin. Then he tore his hamstring in the preliminaries of the 110 hurdles and he was not able to participate in the long jump or the triple jump. This kid was, in my estimation, would have been at least a four and maybe five-time individual state champion. He, he could have threatened the all-time state scoring meet for the total points for an individual athlete. He also was in the mix for the all-class record in the uh, 100-meter hurdles. Uh, he ran just under 14.5 this year. Noah Borchard did. The state record's 14.19. So he was about three-tenths of a second off, but uh, he hadn't peaked yet. So I think that he would have had a chance for that record. He also would have certainly made a run at the all-class as well as the Class B record in the high jump. The all-class record, 7-1. I don't know if he would have got there, but 6-9 was the record in the high jump, and Borchard went 6-10 earlier this year. So he was robbed of all of those different things, even though he did take home the the high jump title. I know it was a disappointing ending for him. Well, now he's had two feathers in his cap this last week, and he got to be happy for the kid because uh, it was a disappointing ending to, for one of Montana's great athletes. But last week, he committed to Colorado, and he's going to go run for the Buffs in Boulder. So that's a, an awesome opportunity for him. And then uh, today, this morning, Noah Borchard, Huntley Project product, named the Gatorade Montana Boys Track and Field Athlete of the Year. So uh, awesome for him, awesome accolade for him. This is from Red Lodge clo- coach Becky Eichenberger. Noel was an all-around exceptional athlete in track and field. As a coach, I really enjoyed his athleticism and his drive to compete at an elite level. The Gatorade Player of the Year uh, also recognizes athletic excellence as well as academic achievement and high character, both on and off the field. No Borchardt's volunteered with the Special Olympics throughout his high school career. He's also a youth basketball coach. He has a 3.37 GPA, so a lot to be proud of for that young man. And if you want to hear that interview from yesterday on Nuana's, Now, check it out on the podcast, N-U-A-N-E-Z. We'll get you there. That's N U A. NEZ, and you can find that interview from the first hour of nuanas Now yesterday. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to attack. old guys are really getting old finally. I've been watching the NFL Top 100 Players of all time, and I got some interesting takes on it, and of course, NBA Finals Game 2 tonight between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. All that and more right here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, back after this. Sometimes we go back to the old bumper music that we just had back in the day. It makes me very nostalgic, and I enjoy it very much. We've been curating the playlists around here, especially considering some of the guest hosts. And uh, so sometimes we have, a, we have a, a wide variety of music around here. If you haven't been able to tell, uh, in my four-plus years here at ESPN Missoula, I have a, a, what most would consider an eclectic music taste. Everybody asks what I like. I say stuff that's good. I don't like stuff that's not. Give me the original, give me the soulful, give me the unique, the heartfelt, outside the box, non-produced, not part of the machine, any of that stuff, and I'm in. Anything in the machine, eh, I ain't into it, regardless. Welcome to Nuanas Now. Welcome back to Nuanas Now, as it were. Broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio on 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas giving you all your musings on music for the day as well as talk a little sports as well. Can't believe how fast the time is flying. I was looking at my calendar. I got the rest of July. The weekend's already booked up. And then all of a sudden, it's August. And then all of a sudden, it's fall camp. And then all of a sudden, we have football again. I don't even know what to do with myself. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, though. We'll be doing Nuanas now live from the Big Sky kickoff for the second year in a row. July 26th. That's a Monday And uh, we'll be rocking and rolling on that uh, from Spokane. Probably have some guests on the show and in the house. So we'll look forward to that and look forward to seeing everybody from around the big sky because it has been far too long since I saw all those fine people, whether it's the football coaches, the athletes, the administrators, anybody else involved. Uh, It's been a long time since we've been gearing up for football. And usually it comes with a little bit of melancholy for me because... I love football, uh, obviously. I think We built our entire show around it, and uh, I built my entire career around college football, covered it in the state of Montana. But also, it's a little bit fleeting when your summer ends sort of abruptly and you got to be grinding, and there's a lot of time spent on the computer and not outside, and, and that is what it is. But this year, there's no apprehension. There is no melancholy feeling for me. Give me football. Shoot it back into my veins. I know when the cancellations came and the postponements and all that stuff, I was a sad panda, man. And I know I said a lot of stuff on this show. where uh, sort of contemplating the, the future of college athletics and and my allegiance to uh, my love of sports, particularly college football, but I'm back, man. I cannot wait. I think the g- Cats, the Grizz, the rest of the Big Sky Conference is going to be a absolute war this year, and I cannot wait to follow the storylines and bring it all to you, both SkylineSportsMT.com and here on ESPN Missoula. A couple of things that I've been musing on. First of all, we have seen since the about the mid-1990s, since the, basically the retirement of Michael Jordan, we've seen a variety of athletes defy conventional wisdom and have longevity within their career that is unparalleled. I think that 30, 40 years ago, you never would have thought you would see uh, a baseball player like Albert Pujols going into 20-plus seasons. A, a quarterback like Tom Brady working on his third full decade as a starting quarterback in the NFL, let alone winning a Super Bowl uh, in his 40s. Uh, a golfer like Phil Mickelson taking down a major when he's 50. He should be playing on the senior tour. Yet he is beating guys that he is legitimately old enough to be their father. He is beating them at PGA majors. You look, talk about guys like Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer, LeBron James, these guys have defied conventional wisdom, but to me, it's not even defying, it's redefining. They've redefined what longevity really is now. These guys have been the best of the best. They have been pioneers in the way you take care of your body and the way that uh, you can use science and training and nutrition to truly elongate your career much farther and much deeper and much longer than you ever thought that it could be uh, feasible in the past. That said, you have to wonder if we're starting to see the beginning of the end, with guys like Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, it seemed like it would never end. These guys reach, in tennis, 30 is ancient. Early 30s, it's it's unparalleled. It's never happened before. Mid-30s, truly, these guys are alone. That's it. They are the only guys that have ever been even close to competitive in their mid-30s in the tennis world. And they've continued to win majors. They both won majors recently in the last couple years. But Nadal... Lost in the semifinals of the French Open this year. He's a four-time defending champ. That's the first time he hasn't made the finals in more than a decade. Roger Federer eliminated early in Wimbledon. He is as good as Nadal is in the French. Federer is that good in Wimbledon. So, is this the beginning of the end for those guys? I don't know. Novak Djokovic has a wonderful opportunity to have been sort of the guy riding the coattails of these two. And now he's tied for all-time grand slams with both Federer and Nadal. So he could put that record out into the stratosphere if he continues, because he is a little bit younger than those guys. LeBron James, out of the playoffs in the first round. First time in more than a decade that LeBron James was not leading his team in the NBA Finals when they were in the playoffs. I know the Lakers missed the playoffs a couple years ago. But is it is it starting to be the beginning of the end? I still think LeBron has several prime years left. I mean... For goodness sakes, in year 18, he was still second-team All-NBA. St- and, when, and when he was at the peak of his powers this year, he was still the best player in the league. So I'm not ready to fully throw him out, but you just have to wonder. It's going to be a bizarre experience because these guys have have plowed a path that no one's ever walked before. And so it's going to be weird. when When LeBron isn't the buffest, most explosive, fastest, craziest athlete in the NBA, when he isn't that... What's that going to be like for us? Tom Brady has... Tom Brady is such an interesting case study because Tom Brady has actually gotten more athletic as his career has gone on. His career has never been based on athleticism, but now that he has all these resources, he's actually fitter and more explosive than he's ever been. So he is the true, true anomaly. I mean, this guy just won the Super Bowl last year, and so uh, I don't know when it's ever going to end for uh, Tom Brady, but is it the beginning of the end for those other guys? I don't want to say it is, and I don't want to start being the harbinger of prophecy here, but... It's very fascinating that we're starting to see this first generation of elite. And Serena Williams is in that group, too. She was dominant for so long, and she has not been able to quite – she's still amazing, but she hasn't been able to reach that quite top-level elite uh, classification uh, in recent years. So is it the beginning of the end? I'm not really sure. I had a bunch to say about the NBA files, but we're completely out of time. The Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks played tonight, 7 p.m. tip. You can find it on ABC Television. The Suns are a four and a half point favorite. I think that's exactly about right. The Suns are just a well constructed team. They're back in full strength. I love watching them play. I think it would be great for the NBA and great for Chris Paul if they were to win. The Bucks. I know that Giannis Antetokounmpo played in Game One. He produced just fine. They need him to produce like Superman for this thing to actually work. And that has uh, was not the case at least in game one. So we'll see. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities
1: we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more.